Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1942, in the cold desert of a small border town of Texas, a group of kind are kidnapped and mass embraced by members of the fanatical sect, the Sabbat. Out of this group, only a handful survived, and through rituals and mentorship, they became the pack known as the Pale Riders. Representing the Sword of Cain, they are wielded by a mentor to cut deep wounds within the heartland of Mexico to the enemies of the Sabbat. Wars on Fire is a vampire the masquerade Sabbat chronicle that follows the Pale Riders pack that consists of Mitch, a Lazampa played by Adam, Coyote, a Ravenous anti-tribute played by Alex, Eldrick, a Caitiff played by David, Jasper, a Bruja anti-tribute played by Joaquin, Cora, a Shimizi played by Slavic, and Richard, a Venture anti-tribute played by Tillman. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. All right, man, that was an interesting night. So uh, you guys wake up, a little blood pool point. <laughs> What's everyone's blood at, by the way? Uh, I want just off the top of your head. Not off the top of your head, off the top of your character sheets or whatever. Tell me what your humanity, blood pool, and willpower, current willpower is. Humanity, I have six. Willpower, five. Blood, also five. What about you, Cora? Uh, did we get a willpower point in this session? No, no. I haven't given any willpower points back, so. Okay, cool. So, three humanity, four willpower, and eight blood. Nice. What about you, uh, Jasper? Four humanity, three willpower left, and six blood pool. All right, and then I know you have four humanity, Mitch. You're full on blood, except minus one. And then, uh, what's your uh, willpower at? Oh, um, I didn't realize I was full on blood. I had uh, 13 last I checked. My willpower is currently nine. Okay, cool. You wake up first, Richard. Is there anything you're doing before the others wake up? Um, I wanted to look around the house um, for tools we might... Uh, well, which would come in handy when we're on our way. Okay, uh, uh, what, what type of things to repair cars, um, crowbar, maybe when it comes to cars, stuff you can't quite find, you know what I mean? But you can find a tool shed in the back that has a like crowbar, rope, or anything else specifically. Yeah, I don't think we need shovels or anything gardening related, but <laughs> crowbar is good. Uh, some Sabat, rope, yeah. Sabat's been known to use a shovel or two in their, in their day, <laughs> you know, but all right, yeah, so I'll let you take you know any of that stuff. Are you putting it anywhere specifically or? Mm. like in the truck or whatever or you're just kind of just stacking it or what yeah i'm just um maybe collecting uh, uh like a sack full of things that might come in handy gotcha gotcha you rest of you three all with your humanity of four uh wake up all at the same time what are you doing mitch mitch will get up and he'll say his nightly prayers again and then he will start to pack his belongings into a an old duffel bag all right and uh, you, Jasper, what will you be doing? Oh, when Jasper wakes up, he'll sort of like he'll sit up on the bed, then he'll like reach for like a little bit of rope he's got, and he'll just start, start just like practice some of the knots he had from the ritual a few nights ago. Just oh. start practicing the knots. I like that. I like that because like you haven't fed really. The only thing you fed from since the ritual is the ritual in itself, right? So you're still. And you said how much blood you said you had again? Six. I should have broken. Six. So okay. So you're gonna need some blood to to if you plan to try to heal uh, some of the stuff up too. So I take it the visit to Cedar Creek is gonna be interesting for you. So I see like like it's almost like a psychological thing now with him where he's like knows he's got feed soon, so he's sitting there trying to. I like that man. It's almost like your own fucked up rosary, dude. Like that that Mitch does, but for the specialness as Jasper Lint. What about you, Cora? Uh. I think Cora would, you know, finish with cleaning up uh, after ourselves, uh, making sure uh, none of the, you know, there's no evidence about any of the experiments in the laboratory, stuff like that. What's going on in her head when she's leaving this laboratory where really, like, she rediscovered herself? I mean, like, is it like a sense of loss that she's feeling? Is she feeling, like, sad that she has to leave it? Or is she – what's going on in her head right now? Because, I mean, this is really – this laboratory is where you reinvented yourself. I mean, you pretty much yeah, probably figured yeah. out. 
the using the vicissitude to make yourself look younger. What, what this is almost like your kitchen, you know, that when you were a mother, you know what I mean? That you had, uh, that was yours. What, what's going on in your head when it comes to all that? Uh, I think she's, she's thinking probably more about the infernalists right now. She's a very practical person, how she's going to deal, how, how the pack as a whole is going to deal on this road trip or if they're going to return or, you know, how many of them are going to return. So you're tapping into that, like the, when you originally had the concept of this character, that tough Texas granny, who knows yeah. when it's time to do business, and ain't got no time for that sentimental shit. You know what I mean? Like you're feeling, you're feeling that right now. That's cool. So like you know that like it's time to get real and time to quit fucking around, and and, and it's time to do what you guys were were, were formed to do. I mean, uh, humanity three doesn't leave much for a sentiment. Well, yeah, 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 that's true. Holy shit, you're at three. I thought you were at four. Holy shit, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool, man. So, all right, it's all about business, you know? Granny's all about business now. Ain't got no time for this shit. Scenes on you guys. Go ahead. Ready for a night in town? I'll need it. I, especially, to, I'll need, I'll need some places. We need some time to, I need to get things right when I feed. It has to be just right. Any uh, plans, specific ones? Uh, Anything you need help with? No, no, I'll, I need to do this first time. Just need to make sure I get it right the first time. I'll just. Mm. I need some. I need something such bit. I just need a good strong tree and some rope. That should do. It. That should do it. Then I just need to place some out of place out of town. It's maybe someone from out of town. Just. You guys, by the way, who all you did you all three have high Valdery rolls for Jasper? Or was it just Mitch and Cora? Minus, I think it was seven. Mitch is ten. I got your paper sheet. And Cora, yours was pretty high too, right? Also yeah. ten. Yeah. So you guys, at least Mitch and Cora, you feel this pang. You see that the young in here is having a hard time right now. He's hurt. He's having a hard time when it comes to expressing his desire and how he wants to feed. You know what I mean? He feels very fundamentally shaken right now like anxious would, would anxious be a good description jasper yeah like he feels very anxious right now and not at ease you know so you guys uh i would say mitch definitely and even cora you both would feel kind of like i don't know but you would definitely notice it you know i'll let you guys decide how you handle but go ahead scenes on you guys again i'm sorry how are you guys gonna go back to the town is have like mitch and richard head in with like the uh truck and then the, that way they can, like, you know, get all the equipment and stuff like that. Then me and Cora would, uh, like, go find somebody, like, somebody, and then I just, like, okay, do my ritual thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do that. Can I read uh, the situation with Jasper? Like, when he says it has to be just right? That's a good question, dude. I like that. Let's do, I mean, you feel something's off, but let's do a perception and empathy roll for you. Difficulty six. Oh, wow. This is going to be good. Um, two successes. So you're able to pick up that, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jasper, but I would say that you can pick up that, like, the Valdry had a, 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 a huge effect on him. And, like, right now he is very, like I said, anxious about everything absolutely has to be perfect when it comes to feeding. And if it doesn't meet this perfect, this, this perf- perfect vision he has of what he needs to do to feed, that it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. It's almost like if any of you have teenage kids or teenagers yourselves, you know how like you try to explain, explain to your kid, like, it's okay. You don't have to have these shoes. No, 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 no. You don't get it. Everyone has these shoes. I need, I absolutely need these shoes because everyone is going to think it's cool. And then, you know what I mean? How they like teenagers in their head, like, go, real spun out about shit like that. That's how he's acting right now about feeding. Would I be wrong in that assertion, Jasper? Or am I okay? Nope, so yeah, right. that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna so take him like... to the side a little bit. Um, I'm gonna say quietly to him, "Here, I, I know it's tough right now, but I think I understand what you're going through. Um, my clan has uh, a certain affliction with uh, feeding. It has to be just right, like you said." But you can go through with this. You have to take preparations and you will have to be prepared every time. But you will find your way. Thank you for your support, dear brother. I must admit this is a trying time for all of us. So I thank you for your support. Um, I give him a pat on the shoulder. 
then step back a little <laughs> bit because I know he uh, he has his uh, thoughts and needs to deal with them. <laughs> the R- Richard, the rock of the rock center of the Pale Riders pack with his humanity and everything. Cora and Jasper, you're going off into town, and then Mitch and Richard, you're taking the truck. Am I correct in that? Yep. Yeah, we can load things up on there. All right, let's do the interesting scene first. Not that you, Mitch and Richard, you guys aren't interesting. I love you guys too. But I am really interested in seeing where Jasper and Cora are going to go off. I'm almost a little intimidated right now because it's like 7 at night. Tell me what you guys are doing. Okay, so I guess we're going to like look for a person. That doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter what kind of person. It just has to be somebody. So you're driving into Cedar Creek? Is that where you're driving? I'd say, yeah. Because to be honest, like driving, you would lose two hours having to drive to Juarez and then back. You know what I mean? Cedar Creek is pretty much where Coyote goes to meet his shit. And you guys have always kind of gone. So you guys are driving to Cedar Creek. You see the headlights of the Rolls Royce just like glare upon that sign. And you see this odd scratch where it said like population 703. And you see it's like that scratch. It says 700 and like, or it says like 698. And, like, you keep seeing these different scratches, and you're like, you have no idea what that's from, but that's a little homage to Coyote, who keeps, like, scratching this stuff out with the rock every time that he walks by with people, you know? You come upon this town, and this town literally is, like, a two-street town. You know, we described it before. But when you come in, you have, like, the main street, which is pretty much left to businesses that are being ran by men who are either too old to be drafted or too young or disabled. And didn't meet the requirement to, to, to be drafted into the Great War. And then you have a second street that comes along that was like a like almost like a dirt highway. It's only it's only paid like for like four blocks and then it goes back to being a dirt road because this is where a lot like some ranches used to be at throughout or or farms. You know, there was an old decrepit ranch that is abandoned. That's where Coyote caught the the hunt. And that right that happened where you caught that creature that Cora had made. And, and, and pretty much this town is on its dying breath right now, to be honest with you. The only reason this town probably has the willpower to, to stay alive is because of hoping that the men and boys, sons and husbands, will come back from the Great War and will make this town again the great small Texas town that it was. Matter of fact, the resort that you guys stayed at was one of the predominant reasons for the longest time that Cedar Creek was able to stick around because of the jobs that resort provided for residents of Cedar Creek. At this moment, when you guys are driving the Rolls Royce, like at seven at night, you see a couple of men that are like in this like little dive watering hole that are walking into it. You see a mom that's walking, you know, like, like she's kind of looks like she might be walking from a, a, a job where she was like doing some kind of janitorial stuff. You know, she has like this gray drab, like janitorial, like skirt, you know, outfit that people used to wear and has like this dirty blue bandana that's like kind of wrapped around her head to hold her hair back. And then you see a couple kids that are like running and like shouting at each other, throwing like this rubber, you know, ball, like little rubber, looks like a racquetball that were kind of bouncing it back and forth between each other. What exactly are you, when you see this, when you're driving Jasper and Cora, you're in the passenger seat. Uh, I actually said this scene's on you guys. Go ahead. So first thing I'm going to do is I want to, as I'm looking through this, I'm like, I want to hear, like, does anyone mention, like, the big hullabaloo going on in Juarez? Or you just hear, uh, as you're, like, driving around slowly, and mind you, the engine is loud, you can't really make out any conversations, you know what I mean? Because these are older cars, so you would have to, like, literally get out and maybe walk the streets, which is fine. I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine. Uh, but, like, with the car, you know what I mean, how loud engines were back then? It's mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. hard to make out any conversations. Really, the thing you can hear is kids like, "Yeah, you give me back my ball, man!" And like this young Texan accent, you know, as they're like two kids are are, are fighting over a racquetball. Okay, so Cora, do you want to take a risk and walk the town and get it that way, or do you just want to pick someone up here? Or what do you think? Because we'll be gone for a while. I'm on either way, uh, brother. Uh, you wanted to have it done just right, so uh, yes, I'm yes, sure yes, you know what you, you want. Okay, so but at this point, I was like, yeah, we need to get them into the car. We need to get out of the car to take, lead them somewhere else, yes. So we, like, I guess we, like, I'm going to, like, you know, right up and just park the car somewhere. And then we got to get out and we'll just, like, start to walk the streets. 
So uh, you roll, pull the car to the side of the road, and you kind of like hear the gravel under the tires as you know what I mean. You slow down, and you get out, and you turn off the engine. You hear the engine clicking a little, you know, as it cools down a little bit. You guys get out, slam the door. You saw the two older guys kind of went in this like really shitty hole in the wall bar. Like they're probably the only two dudes fucking in there. You know what I mean? You see the lady still walking down the street. You see the two kids across the street yelling about that goddamn racquetball. Give my goddamn racquetball, man. Now they're southern all of a sudden. Yeah, well, they're Texans. You know what I mean? So like uh, they're 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 arguing about the racquetball across the street. No, okay, not the children. No, not takes too much attention. Not, not gonna make the music code made. No, I'm gonna like turn my turns into what the dive hole in the wall bar. Just like this could, this will do. This will do. You wanna lure them back to the resort? Yeah, that sounds the best way. Because there we, it has it has everything we need right there, and one last hurrah for the place, and then we depart. Hmm. So, uh, are you guys going into the bar? Yes. So you open this like the wooden door. It doesn't even have like glass. It's just like made of shit wood. You know what I mean? With a door handle, and 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 you open it. And you walk in. Oh man! Like you you adjust your 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 eyes for a second because it's kind of dim in there. And literally, it is like it could easily be a walk-in closet in a modern day. You know what I mean? Like like home. Like like it's maybe like twenty feet long. Or, or 25 feet long and maybe like 10 feet wide, you know, and there's enough room to have like a bar with some stools. And then it looks like, like behind the bar, like where this, I'll explain the bartender's at, there's like a door that maybe could lead to outside or something, you know what I mean? Something else, but the bar in itself is really fucking small. And you see these two guys are sitting down right now. They're wearing like chino pants, green, olive green chino pants. And they got like button up gray shirts. They're, they're not obese, which is, you know, if this was to take place 20 years in the future, they would, but due to the, 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 the toll the great wars had and everyone rationing and using the stamp system for foods and everything like that, these guys aren't normally aren't obese. They're rather actually, they're, they're about 40 years old, 50 years old. They're sitting there. They look rough, man. These guys look great rough. Like they've worked some kind of manual labor job. Uh, you look at their shirts and you look and you see like, it has like, it says Ralph's or something like that to that extent. And you can't really, you don't know anything about it, but you can tell these guys have some kind of physical labor job. And then standing across from them, leaning against the wall, reading a newspaper, is what looks like to be like a 60-year-old guy who's got liver spots on his head. He's completely bald, you know, has a hawkish nose. And he's sitting, you know, he's wearing like, he has like this apron on, but he has like a stained white t-shirt, like undershirt underneath. And he's wearing like some khaki pants himself. That's all you can make out. When you guys open the door and let the light in, they all three look at you and you see for a second, they're just like, their eyes go from inquisitive to like, like, like slightly fearful almost like a coy dog almost like a dog who has been beat and and may have its hand raised against it again like it's expecting a blow that's how they feel when you walk in and out of character that's because your humanity sucks dude you got three humanity four humanity so you go into this closed and raptured area with old people who've been living in a town that's had weird shit happen to them and these two figures in a nice business suit. I take it, are you still wearing the suit that got clawed, by the way, or are you wearing like no, a... No, no, no. I probably okay. just, I something else. Yeah, and then this lady who looks oddly, like, beautiful, you know, like, oddly 50 years old, but almost has that share quality where you're like, mm, mm, that doesn't seem real. You know what I mean? She shouldn't be looking like that. You know what I mean? Especially, and they, they have no concept of plastic surgery back then. So, like, they're looking at you, and you can see they're at a loss for words. Like, there's no, like, what can we help you with? And you guys open the door, and the door closes behind you as it's shut. The only light from the outside, the the couple of electronic lights, are just, is this dirty, like, smoke-stained window that's, like, behind the bar. You know what I mean? So it's like the door, you walk in, the bar's to the left, and there's a, sno- a smoke-stained window that's to the left of the door, but it's behind the bar, you know? And there's a couple, like, gas no electricity in here, but a cap, couple like kerosene. You know what I mean? Lights are lit here because shit nowadays is fucking expensive as fuck. You know. So you see the guy; they're all looking at you, and this is odd silence. Go ahead, scenes on you guys. Hello, hello, my lady gentlemen. And they're just all like staring at you, mouth agape. Uh, um, I see the, from you. I see from your attire, you are uh, well-labeled men with good with their hands. Uh, might I might I inquire as to uh, what perchance your business is? You see the other look, and the other guy looks around. He's like, 
I'm kind of a fix-it guy, I guess. It's all the kind of work you can get around here, sir. And you see, he kind of, like, he's, like, and he's looking, and you see in front of them, they have these, like, these mason jars that are full of some kind of liquid. You know what I mean? And they're just kind of, like, looking at you, like, what the, f-? you know, they're trying to, yeah, that, that I've, I've made my case about how they're looking at you. So, they, yeah, they're just sitting there. Yes, well, I'm uh, me and my uh, mother here, we were planning a uh, long trip. For a while there, and so we wanted to make sure that we, the, me and some, we and some friends are planning a long trip. So we wanted to have someone look over our vehicles so that they won't, you know, break down on us in the next week. Uh and you see the other guy look at the other guy next to him. He's like, they see him kind of look at their drinks. Like, we got enough work, thank you, though, sir. And they kind of look timidly at their drinks, like, like they will pay you. We will. Good money. And you see them look, and they're like, it's this thing of money that makes them, like, overcome that fear. And they're like, what kind of money are you talking about, ma'am? My son here, uh, he's quite an educated man. And, well, he has his, uh, he is decently well off. Yes, I've traveled all over this great country of mine, giving lectures and stuff like that. And so, yes, I have been. Plan the next leg of a journey. We want to make sure that everything's all suited, all taken care of, and stored away as it should be. Takes a sip of his drink. He's like, "We need fucking money, man." You hear him whispering. He's like, "Fuck!" And you see, they get up. They kind of look at you guys, still like they're not comfortable, and they're like, "Um, I suppose we we'll use the money." And he's like, "Uh, is your car outside?" Yes, our car's outside, but I'm afraid that we, the other vehicle, our friend's vehicle, is a bit of a ways out of town. At the resort. Um, yeah, yes. We parked it there. It looked abandoned. Holy shit, I ain't seen anyone at that damn place in years, man. You got you new ownership or something? You see one that pulls out a rolled cigarette, like he starts rolling tobacco on a cigarette. Merely just passing through. We, It's hardly the place to for decent folk to stay too long, but it's <sighs> it serves its purposes. You see the guy look at each other, he's like, hmm. He, like, lights a cigarette. You see his hand shaking while he, like, flicks a match off the wooden bar, you know, the wooden bar and lights. And you see his, like, hands are shaking. He's like, need the goddamn money, I suppose. And you see the guy looking. He's like, shit. Or, 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 how much you talking paying? Well, we could start off with, say, then uh, give him, like, $50 for tonight. And then if everything goes well, maybe some bit more at the end. You see their their eyes. You're saying goddamn $50. Tonight? Yes. God, this don't seem goddamn right, Bob. I'll say we say no. You see the guy like like farther away from you guys say, God damn it, Chuck. You know, we got to fucking goddamn dude. You hear him whispering and shit, and you say, well, fucking, I got to feed my goddamn grandkids. Motherfucking little shit. All right, we'll do it. We don't want no funny shit, and I require money up front. I ain't going to, like, half up front. I ain't going to have you rip us off. Something ain't right about you big city folks. I'm sorry, you feel that way, gentlemen. I'm dreadfully sorry. <laughs> you see, when you get like all super nice, you see they like, kind of like flinch back a little bit, you know, like against the bar. And you go, well, show us, show us these cars we need to take care of, and let's go get down to business. The quicker we get done with here, the quicker I can move on with my life. <laughs> okay, then I, I pull up, I pull up my wallet and just say, like, "Here's a few bills." You see them look at him. They're like, "Holy shit, goddamn! I told you, you fucking money." You know, you're going to look at each other. And you see, like, any kind of motions for you to open the door because they don't want to walk past you guys. Right this way, gentlemen. Oh, you see, they walk past you, and they're like, "Fucking!" Like, they kind of cower. Like, if you flinch, they would like hit the wall. You know what I mean? That's only like, like ten feet. You know what I mean? Like, why? And they walk out the door, and you see, like, when they go outside ahead, you see they kind of like. Their, their tenseness seems to dissipate because they like feel like they're they're kind of you know out in the open, somewhat free. Yeah, out in the open. Yeah, definitely. It's like, God damn, what kind of fucking look at this shit? And you see, like, fucking hey, Chuck. God damn. And you see them. They all like, walk around the car. And Chuck, one of them has his hands in his pocket. And he spits on the ground, and you realize he had tobacco in his lip the whole time. He's like, fucking hey, God damn, Rolls fucking Royce. Holy shit. He's like, we get to drive this thing when you when you out on your bit. How, how long are you gonna be gone, anyways? Oh, for not a bit of a while. It's a trip through trip to the trip through uh, Mexico. Uh, about a week, you would say, to mother. 
I, I think so. Uh, it's going to be quite the trip. Uh, my boy here, he uh, he wanted to take me uh, with him. I, I'm not one for travel. but I think you got yourself a deal, ma'am. Why don't you go ahead and take us to show us this other car. We'll, we'll, we'll take care of our business here. All right. Glad we could do business with you, gentlemen. I'm sure you won't regret it. They get in the car. As you guys get in behind them, you, you hear them go, God damn, what's that fucking smell in here? And you see, like, they ch- kind of, like, roll the window down. You know what I mean? You guys driving back to the resort? Mm. All right. So you guys are heading back to the resort. I will actually say, Richard and Mitch, when you guys are driving into Cedar Creek, you see these two driving out, and you see, like, in the back seat, you kind of catch a glance. Who's driving the truck, by the way, Mitch or Richard? Mitch will drive. All right. You see, as as they pass, you kind of both see that there's two people in their car behind them. So you guys see Cora and Jasper's driving the car with, with these two, like, locals in the back seat heading back towards the resort. Scenes on you guys, uh, Mitch and Richard. Huh. Fancy seeing them two on our drive. Seems they had a good amount of success. Serendipity, I suppose. Uh, which reminds me, can we stop by a bar on the way back, maybe? I don't see why not. Cool. You thirsty? Yeah, just a bit. Fair enough. <laughs> you guys are driving in, you come upon the same scene that I described uh, before. You see this hole-in-the-wall bar place that you guys, that actually Jasper and Corb were just at. You roll up, I take it, and pull out. Are you both going to get out and go in? or? Uh, Mitch will get out of the truck, but he'll stay outside and have a cigarette while he waits for uh, Richard. What are you doing, Richard, walking in there? Mm, yeah, probably. I mean, there's no one standing in front, right? No, no. Like, literally, like I, I, I can't stress enough about how in America during this time and small towns, small towns were yeah. pretty much like – like, uh, think about this. At during World War II in America at this time, like women were like the workforce. You know what I mean? At building a lot of like uh, the instruments of war that were going on. So small towns like these were like really impacted, you know, by that. So when you walk in this bar, same thing. You open same small thing. You see this bartender, and he kind of like he's sitting there. You see he's t- has these two glass like mason jars. He put aside. He turns around. And he looks. And he's like, tonight's a night for strangers, I suppose. And he kind of turns around and he goes back to putting stuff away. What do you like? Uh, something for the road. <laughs> she, well, he's like, are you looking for, uh, some of the harder shit? And you kind of see, he kind of taps with his ring on the mason glass, which is signifying that, you know, you want some homemade, you know, any moonshine st- type stuff. Or are you looking for some of that weak ass shit? Mm, it should last me a while. That would be good. Um, is that good yeah, stuff? I got you. Like, do you know the people? Oh. <laughs> Do you know the people? You don't know this guy. This is just a hole-in-the-wall thing, but he pulls out like a, you see like, oh, you want the good shit, huh? And you see him like, he kind of goes down below the bar and he pulls out like this can of wooden thing and he, like wooden uh, like crate almost, you know what I mean? That's like three foot by three foot and puts it down. You see all these jars that are in there, you know, like like pickling jars. And he's like, and he lifts one up and he's like, oh, hey, have yourself a taste here. Tell me that's to your liking. Mm, not sure about uh, this right now. Um, um... I would have to spend willpower to taste it's, it, or I have call, to fake you, it, right? Yeah, you could fake it, you know what I mean? It's your call, or you don't have to, you know what I mean? You I guess I'd take me a sniff. A, um, yeah, you take a sniff, that's a good thing. Yeah, you pop it open, take a sniff. You can tell that this is some decent stuff. This isn't the top-of-the-line stuff, but this is shit that usually gets people by when they're broke. Might <laughs> cause blindness. Yeah, yeah, definitely not a perfect batch, but you can tell by the smell that it could get people drunk if they wanted to. No, uh, this is pretty good. Uh, did you try it yourself? <laughs> Ah, shit, man. I, I live all this shit. You see him kind of take the glass, take a little sip, and put it down. Shit's what yeah, keeps me sane around here. <laughs> um, can I use my heightened senses to find out how drunk he is? Like, Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, you can pop it on. And you can smell, right? Like, when you pop it on, the smell, you're like... And you feel like the smell of the wood come through, and you kind of, like, focus the intake of air through your nostrils coming from him. And you can smell, like, the body odor smell that's very common during this time from Texans but in that it's like his pores are like secreting the fumes that <laughs> that it that that you smelled through your whole life in your pa when he made when he made moonshine you kind of smell that coming in so when you're it all kind of like comes in and you sense it and you breathe out and you look at him and you realize like yeah 
He's been drinking. You know what I mean? You can tell. Mm, good stuff. The bar was empty, right? He was packing. Oh, up. yeah. Oh, he's just him by himself because there's not a lot of customer base nowadays, okay. you know? Then um, I'd say, well, yeah, I, I take this one. Maybe a second one if you have it. Shit, you can take as many as you see in this crate. It's going to cost you two bucks. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, see how much change I have for you. Um, I uh, guess I reach into my pocket, even if there's nothing in there, and uh, yeah. I guess approach him or the counter, and mm -hmm. then quickly grab him and uh, take a bite. All right. So you reach and you grab him. He's like, "What the fuck, man? You got potents too, right? Like, yeah, I think you got potents, right? I do. Yeah. I he's like, and you uh go to sink your fangs into him. What's your uh your blood pool? You said currently at uh, five. Five. I won't make you make a self-control roll, but I will. You grab him. Oh, yeah, you got two impones. You got no problem with that. And you got three in strength. Oh, yeah, you're good. You grab him up and you pull him into you. And he's like, what the fuck? And you just sink your, your fangs into him. And you see at first he starts, like, fighting you. He starts pushing away. You feel, like, on your lips, like, rub against the, the coarse three-day stubble of, like, hair that's on his neck. And when you bite into him, you can smell, like, the alcohol in his blood. And it's almost like... It's almost like gets you going for, you know what I mean, for a second there as you start, like, drinking in his blood. How many points are you taking? Um, I guess the plan is to take three, but I don't know how good Richard is with self-control when he's uh, getting alcohol. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. hits him instantly, right? Yeah, I mean, it starts hitting him. I mean, we could do... If you want to do self-control, I'm down for it. I like the idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think maybe the alcoholic in him. Let's do self-control roll difficulty. Uh, let me look at my – let's do difficulty four. Oh, one success. <laughs> All right. So you snap into him and, and you're like – and you realize you start feeling like like you're just like trying to take too much for a second. But then in the back of your head, you're hearing yourself like you got to stop. You got – you know what I mean? Like you, you rein yourself in and you pull your like fangs out for a second. The guy's like – He's like all enraptured, right? He's a, he's obviously feeling pleasure. He kind of looks at you for a second, like pleadingly, and then you just kind of see he like fucking falls down on his butt behind the bar, and he just kind of falls over. And you can he closes his eyes, and you can you you can see his chest rising. Like the shock of what happened definitely made him faint. As you're standing there, and you're looking down at him, and you got like blood, you know what I mean, on your lip, and you're like. So, you, you know, you sit there looking out for a second and you, you, you slowly start stop smelling the alcohol because you reined in your heightened senses. It was like a mixture of the heightened senses and everything and tasting that blood that made you have to almost lose control like that. And you're looking down at this figure that's sleeping. What do you feel right now? Um, probably uh, panicked, but also relieved that I managed to pull back. And I mean, um, um, probably pretty good too because... <laughs> Walk out of sunshine. Well, with the heightened senses, that was um, that was the best I could get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it tasted great, and it was like you met all your, you know what I mean, all your needs right there. So definitely, are you walking out now? Um, he had one uh, jar that he was drinking out of, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's like literally like I'd say twelve jars of that shit sitting on the counter. He took one out to take a sip. You know what I mean? That he was when, the one that you t were smelling. You know, I I don't want to hurt him with it, but I'm um. Dropping it near him so it looks like he passed uh, out and cut himself or something. And I just take the box with uh with all of them. <laughs> yeah, with the moonshine. Nice. I'm gonna need that maybe. <laughs> you see Mitch while he's walking out, Mitch, you see him carrying a case of moonshine and he kinda looks you, you look at his eyes and you can you know how they say that people smile sometimes but they don't smile with their eyes? You're looking at his eyes first and you see joy and you see a smile on his face as he's walking out with his moonshine. Scenes on you guys. Mitchell's cock and I ever know. What's your idea? Uh, I might need this on the trip. Are we bootlegging it now? Yeah, because he doesn't know anything about your feeding selection. Or he doesn't, you know what I mean? Know anything about any of that shit, you know? Yeah. Let me figure this on a second. I don't know how, uh, whether Richard is interested in keeping it secret from the pack. I, I, I try to um, evade the question a bit and say, well, maybe we can use it to trade uh, with people or um, loosen them up a bit. I mean, we don't know where we're going, so if it gets difficult, we have this to ease up any situation. Mitch will shrug. Like, all right, but if space becomes tight, 
That may not stay. Okay. Understood. All right. So what are you guys doing now after that? Mitch will probably stop in at a gas station and buy a few maps of the area. Okay. I mean, you already could got maps, you know what I mean? But newer maps, I guess, yeah. There's like a really yeah. whole in the wall ran down gas station. That one has one yokel, you know what I mean, working in there. And you're able to get maps and stuff like that. Unless you, there's anything else you want to do there, too. I mean, Mitch is, he's going to do the old man thing and over-prepare. So he's ah. going to grab some maps. He'll grab some extra oil. You guys are looking for a truck, too? Is that what you're saying? Gas yeah, canisters, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Oh, good call. Gas canisters. All right. I could like you like, and you're, you said you were looking for like an enclosed truck. The only thing I could think of like an enclosed type truck that you guys may find would be like an old, older, meaning like five years or so dairy truck. You know what I mean? That like dairy was transferred from like cattle farms, cow farms in the area. And you guys are actually able to find one that was kind of like in running condition, not extravagant Rolls Royce, you know, condition. That was actually, um, uh, like by this, that old cattle farm or whatever, you know, that has been ran there, you know, found like an old decrepit, like a dairy transfer, whatever vehicle. But back then, a lot of people, if they lost their keys, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of those old trucks could be started by like screwdrivers, you know, and people would jam screwdrivers in and be able to turn the ignition and stuff like that. So I would say like after like an hour of you two looking at that and figuring out getting it going, you could get the son of a bitch started. And one of you guys could drive it back. If that's the case. Oh, oh. <laughs> if that's what you guys want to do, is that what you guys want to do? You want to give this a try, young man? See if you can't get that engine running. I'll give it a try, but let's hope there's some gas in here. <laughs> yeah, right. Both you guys only have a one and drive, right? Yes. Yeah. Let's do uh, intelligence and drive. Uh, let's do wits and drive, because I'd say wits would be more the case. Figuring out, like, having to react, you know what I mean, to certain things of the car. Let's do a wits and drive difficulty seven, both of you guys. Uh, one, I have six, no seven. successes. As he's trying to figure it out, Mitch, you're like, God damn it, just fucking put this shit here, and you start, like, pushing him aside, trying to figure him out. Richard, you're like, what? I can't figure, you know what I mean? You're looking at the thing that was popped open. He's like, just go ahead and start the goddamn car. You try to start it. Start it. Try it now. You get it, like, black smoke bellows out of the muffler it's this like used to be cream colored white but now it's like this like dirty grimy you know what i mean wind beaten like color like the paint has faded off of it uh straight some of it's rusted but definitely in the back you look and you pop it open and you can definitely fit like if you guys lay next to each other on top of each other you could fit like five six bodies you know what i mean in this thing and it would it would protect you from the sunlight you know what i mean but it wouldn't be the most uh, glorious of of uh, sleeping areas. Seems like I think this could work in a pinch, but I don't know if it lasts us uh, more than a day or two. Something's better than nothing. Let's take it. Right. All right. So you guys heading back? In, um, take drive it. See it. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're trying to change the gear. It has one of those long gear shifts, and it has, like, no suspension. So, you know what I mean? As you're trying to, like, drive along the road, getting back. It's not the most comfortable of rides. Uh, you guys are going back to the to the to the the, the resort. Is that what I don't know. I think um, Mitch wanted to pick up camping supplies or something. Yeah, see if there's any sort of uh, store around town where we can grab some tents, blankets. I would say that there is a small, like general store, but kind of on its last leg. You can find some blankets in there. They're not the best quality of blankets, but tent wise, like I would say, there's like a cheaper tent there but you're as you're looking at it inside there you can kind of see that like it's probably like 15 years old kind of raggedy stakes are a little rusted for it you know what i'm saying you know, mm-hmm. it, it's made of burlap the same material you had in shelter house when you were in world war one you know yeah it could probably fit a few people but knowing how you guys would sleep you could pack in there as sardines it's like supposed to fit like two or three people lane you know with hardly any space but if you guys needed to maybe you could just like lay on top of each other and like cram in there you know i'm yeah. a whisper to mitch one gust of wind and we're done for yeah this i don't like this we we can do better we will leave this where it lies do, do you want to interact with the lady or do you do you interact for, for a reason or not or no all right mitch won't so, interact yeah, you... 
it's just like a couple bucks, you know what I mean? And, and, and you get these, like, I'd say you get about like 10 blankets. Like I said, they're not the best quality. Uh, they're kind of the itchy wool kind, you know what I mean? But they, they usually, they could be used for like protecting yourself against the elements or as saddle blankets. You know what I mean? They almost have that saddle blanket quality that you put underneath the saddle when you're on a horse, you know? So, okay. Anything else for you two gentlemen? No, Mitch is otherwise okay. Jump back to Jasper and Cora. You guys are riding back. You see these two are in the back seat, and they're just kind of looking straight ahead while you guys are driving back. So, yeah, you guys are driving, and they're just sitting in the back seat, like, all erect. And you can kind of see their eyes are wide as they're looking out the hallway, but they're absolutely not trying at all to engage in any kind of conversation with you two. Do you guys want to say anything? It's only like a five, ten-minute drive back. Is there anything you need to say, or are you just going to drive back in silence? Uh, I want to say... Let's get you to some jumpy, gentlemen. It's seems like everyone's as nervous as cats. Oh, you know, I got for shit. No, they just kind of mumble under the breath as they're looking out the window. I don't know. Okay, I got fucking meat work. You know, we're good, sir. We're good. You hear one of the other the Chuck guys say, "We're good." All right, thought I'd be friendly. Yeah, just... fucking friendly. <laughs> you see them looking out the window, and they're both sitting there. They had the windows down, by the way, because they want fresh air so they don't feel so trapped. You slowly start getting to the resort, and you slow down while you're in the courtyard where the where the fountain's at. The car stops, and as soon as you, like, stop the car, they're opening the doors and getting out. You know what I mean? And they're kind of standing by the vehicle looking around. God damn, I thought this place meant sold. I, you remember coming here as a kid? You remember all working for those tips and everything, trying to do that shit? Yeah, I remember that. Chuck, I remember that shit. You see him walking around. And you see as they get to the fountain... You see, they're just kind of looking around. I remember this fountain being full of waters and flipping old pennies in here. And you see them just kind of looking at it, and they're looking at this fountain with awe, which kind of strikes a chord with you a little bit because it's almost like they, sh- they share the same nostalgia for it that, 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 that you have for it. So go ahead. It seems on you. Thank you for coming out here, gentlemen. I Now I just need your help. For, I'm, I'm misled you slightly. Uh, there is no car trouble, but I do need your assistance for something else. And kind of see them both looking. What the fuck? You talk? What do you mean? And then potence, boom! I'm gonna like punch one of them, and there's then I'm gonna try to like you know pin the other one down of the ground. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll give that to you with potence and celerity. You know what I mean? Like you pop a blood in the celerity, and like you see this, Cora. He's like he's walking. I was like, hey, gentlemen, he, they're staring, and all of a sudden it's just like, what? Bam! You see like one like he punches one. You see one just crumble. Then you see like right away he's like on top of the other. And you're like looking at this because like you don't have celerity. You know what I mean? He's the only one in your group that has it, and you're just kind of like. Well, shit, that escalated quickly. You know what I mean? You see him like he's right on top of the fucking other one. The other one's like looking at you like, whoa, oh, you see, he can't even talk. He's trying to like mumble and he's just got spill coming out of his mouth. Like tobacco juice is just like, like, like half his dip that he has. Tobacco's like falling out of his lip. He's just like looking at me. Like his mind is about to snap as he's looking Sister at you. Mr. Cora, would you please be so kind as to fetch some rope? I will get them situated just the way I like. And just get them together. I'll be right back. And you could smell the hot, nasty decay of this guy's teeth as he's like, like breathing in your face as you're like, you know what I mean, holding him down. Please, 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 please. Relax, relax. This will all be over soon enough. I'm sorry. You see, this like tears start like coursing down, like this the dried sun leathered skin of his eyes. You know what I mean? Like start coursing down over his like three day stubble as his tobacco juice is intermingle. You know, mixing with his tears are are sobbing down. He can't even talk. He's almost like at where a toddler has himself so worked up. <laughs> you're like, what's the issue? And they can't tell you. He just starts doing that as you're looking at him. Corey, you're able to find rope wherever in the shed or where you kept your rope because I'm sure you used rope more than once. Okay, so uh, once you get started with the rope, I'm going to tie up the one that's unconscious, unconscious and just like tie him up secure so he doesn't move. Then I'm going to take the one that's still conscious and I sort of like hoist, like tie him up, then take him over to a tree and sort of hoist him up. So the first one you're saying, you're saying you're letting go of him and you're taking the first one, tying him up to the fountain. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Where did you come? Okay. You see this Corey. He's just like lifting. You first of all, when you let go of the other guy, he kind of like, oh, oh, and he like turns and looks at you, Corey. It's like, oh, and he kind of like reaches his hand out to you, Corey. Like he's hoping, like you're the like a drowning man, like who sees like a hand coming. 
that he can grab. He's hoping, like, you're his last resort for survival right now. He's like, ma'am, 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 ma'am. He's, like, reaching his hand out to you. I show my fangs to him, like. And as you show his fangs, you just, like, start, like, you hear him just, like, ah, 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 and he's screaming. And as he's screaming there, laying in the dirt, like, within a round, you're, like, taking this body, you're tying it up. How are you tying his body up, like, exactly? Like, when you say you tie him up, what do you mean? Which one? You mean the one I'm going to put into the tree or the one I'm just tying to the fountain? To the fountain first. So the, to the fountain, I just want to tie him up so, like, so he, can't, he can't move under his own will. So like, you like like hog tying him kind of like yeah. like back behind his uh, back and then his, his wrist to his ankles yeah, kind of thing? Like that, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, no, no. You're tying him. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're taking him to the fountain, wrapping rope around him around the fountain so he can't move. Is that what you mean? That We could do that one, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you see him doing that, Cora. He's like picking this guy up effortlessly, by the way. Like the guy's knocked down, and he just kind of like grabs him by his like arm and just like, you hear like the joint coming out of place when he does it a little bit, you know what I mean? He just like slams against the wall. But you see when he ties him up with the rope around the fountain, he's almost doing it like it's a religious rite. Almost like how you are with your rites or how Mitch is with his rosary or how Coyote is where he like stalks a predator. Or even in a way how like, he does it with the awe that Richard has when he views you guys who have stepped down farther down the path of the sort of king than he has. He, he has. It's almost like sacred to him when he does it. And when he when he's done, he turns around and you see this figure between, like he's like free, freaking out. He's on the edge of the of the edge of the thing. He like gets up, like he's trying to help himself up, like using the lip of the of the fountain, you know, trying to get himself up. And he's just, but he's like so weak willed at this moment. And he just looks at you when you get done tying up his buddy. Jasper, you grab him. I take it right, and you just buy, like grab him. Yeah, and so this and this one, I'm gonna do try to be, do a bit different. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try hog tie him, but it's more like so like his feet, his ankles, his wrists are tied, and his ankles are tied, and like that's like they're not like they're not touching, but they're like like the rope is still like connecting them. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying. You're tying them each on their own, then taking like a thing of rope and connecting those two ropes together, almost like uh, to where there's like a foot between them, right? His ankles and his wrist. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or or whatever, something like that. Yeah. So then I'm gonna like take, then I'm gonna like put like another rope around the tree and then sort of like tie the thing to his ankles so that he's hanging upside down. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so you got his ankles on, like he's just straight up, straight upside down, ankles tied to it with his wrist behind his back, like how they were on the fountain when they exactly. did the bouldery, right? And you see that too, Cora, and you almost feel like a sense of pride. I would think, Cora, when you see him doing this, because he is emulating the Baldry, you know, that was done by Lord Vidar, which you appreciate being the priest of the, the priestess of the pact. And you see him like doing this, like he's, what's the greatest form of flattery? What do they say is the greatest form Imitation of flattery? Imitation is the greatest uh, form of flattery. Imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So you see, like, this is his homage, homage to you and to Lord Vidar here, you know what I mean? Showing that he takes this spot seriously compared to a former member of your pack who didn't, you know what I mean? So you get the sense of, like, you did your job, Cora. Like, and you see it in your young prodigy right here, you know? Go ahead, scenes on you guys. As I get this up, I start, like, unbuttoning the shirt and just, like, looking at the, like, the deep gash in his chest. Like, I need you to help me heal this and know that you will be contributing to a cause far greater than anything you have ever encountered in your life. Ow. <gasps> he can't even communicate anymore. He's just like, he doesn't even have like the, 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 he's not even hydrated enough anymore to cry or to sob anymore. It's just like muscle. He's like, <gasps> his mind is probably snapped at this point to where, he, you know what I mean? He's beyond communicating, you know? Okay. And then I'm going to like, thank you for your sacrifice. And then into the neck. Sweet. You're just gonna you're gonna feed on him, or you, you yeah. using a knife, or all you feeding off him. Boom. And you 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 go in there. What's your blood pool at right now? I am currently at five. But what's your wounded level at right now? I I'm at injured with aggravated. Would you say I, I got a question to pose you, and I'm not gonna force you to, to mm. this, but would you say due to like the pain that you're feeling? the importance of all this feeding, knowing you need it, would a frenzy roll be appropriate? Do you think? I feel that. Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and roll a frenzy difficulty four, but since you're a bruja, right? Isn't a plus two since you're a bruja? I think. Is that the plan? Let's look here real quick before I have. Yeah, it's plus two difficulty for bruja. 
So okay. difficulty six, then. So that's a self-control? self-control? Yeah. All right. And what was the difficulty? Oh, no, no, never mind. It doesn't matter. I got six. one. Uh, z- okay, zero cool, successes. Cool. All right. As you're seeing, you see Cora, you see Jasper, like, talking, and you still feel that motherly pride. And then you see him start feeding. And there's a moment where, like, he takes a little bit, and then you see his eyes open wide because while wow, he's feeding off the guy. Next thing you know, you see, like, his, like, his 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 eyes like start becoming like pure like like almost animalistic like his pupils dilate to where like you can't even see the colors of his eyes they're just all black and white you know what I mean and all of a sudden like you just see like and like all of a sudden you see it like he's grabbing the neck and he's like and you see like he just grabs it and you see a hear a crunching sound and you see like and you see that head comes off and blood just starts spraying all over him and he's just like lapping at the blood like 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 a rabid like dog and he's just like trying to lap this blood and trying to get as much of this blood as he can coming from his neck that's upside down and you're just like you're looking at and i would assume and i don't know what would cora think when she sees this going on right now like he's getting drenched with blood as he's just totally frenzying right now letting the beast go i'm going to be the person that it washes those clothes you're just like just a shame Uh, i'm the only woman in a in the household oh oh Oh, man too bad this game doesn't take place like you know what i mean a few decades in the future but yeah you see like he's just like gorging himself on this blood you know what i mean letting his beast consume and he's there for like a good 10 minutes right and as you guys are driving back, I'm, I'm just doing this for simply dramatic effect. Mitch, you're driving back. You two are driving back in the car, and the headlights kind of, like, hit the driveway. And you see, like, a figure tied to the to the fountain. And you're like, what the fuck? And then the light goes across. You see Cora standing there. And then you're like, okay. Then you see, like, what the fuck is this shit? And you see, like, a decapitated body. You see this figure in a suit just, like, I mean, literally, when I say he's spastic, he's just like, ah! like trying to get all the blood he's like grabbing the body like he's shaking the body getting the blood all over his face and he's like he's like snapping at the neck trying to get more eventually the lights hit you jasper and you stop and you realize what what you're doing you're looking down at yourself and you see the lights of cars like almost like the lights of heaven have like come through the clouds tell me what is going on in your head right now i'm like this I am a part of something greater. Look upon me. This is what we are. This is what we will bring all over the country. And you see that as you guys come across, you see him. Do you say that out loud? Or you just see his arms come out. He's like arms come out and he's like bathed in blood. And he's like, have this like savage look as he's looking upon you three. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by! We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin. That's highlevelgames.ca. Please, help. They're coming. The mission seems simple enough, don't they always? Simple sweep and flush out operation. 
We loaded them up in a hazmat tanker in Montreal and shipped them to a downtown warehouse in the Valley of the Sun. It would have been in and out in a few nights. Well, we wouldn't be telling the story if it all went as planned, would we? I go ahead and uh, I pop quiet in. Alright, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna run at him and do a sweet spin kick and knock his head off. We're waiting to see whether or not the abomination kills us. Shufflehead Chronicles is available on the Critical Hints feed. Search for Critical Hints in iTunes, Google Play, or any other podcatcher. I, I, I don't think this is how... No. The Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. But why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three chronicles running through the undead veins of the City of Angels. The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the duets tag to find out more. really sucked, didn't it? It could have done with higher stakes. It's enough to drive you batty. Okay, ghosts and ghouls, till next time, this is Mistress Black reminding you to always wash your necks. You never know when a guest will drop in for a bite. Next week's feature picture will be Blood Feast, Friday at midnight, as always. This is KTLA, Channel 5, Tribune Broadcasting in Los Angeles. Welcome to the KTLA Late Night News Update. Our top story tonight, fire at Beverly Hills Estate, leaves the mansion in ruins and the owner missing. Firefighters contain the blaze, which is not... (laughs) LAPD police detectives are asking for information in the suspected of former L.A. soap opera star Aaron Evans. Evans, 24, last seen working at a 7-Eleven in Glendale. The year is 1989, and Aaron Evans is in way over his head. Neon Masquerade is a vampire 20th anniversary duet chronicle that gets under the skin of kindred unlife in the anarch-free states. The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to join us on this journey into the bloody heart of Los Angeles. Go to eorpodcast.com 
and search the Neon Masquerade tag to find out more. Hi guys, I wanted to let you know about my YouTube channel, the video journals of Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey is a character I play in a live-action vampire game called New England Nightmares, which uses the new Finite Studio rules for Mind's Eye Theatre. The Chronicle's set in the city of New Haven, Connecticut, and we run on the third Saturday of every month in Southington, Connecticut. Most of the credit for the stories told in my journals comes from the plots developed by the amazing storytellers who run my game. So the videos on my channel are basically an in-character video logs of the newly sired Ventru Mike Bailey. They follow him from his days as a naive mortal, to his violent embrace during the Anarch Revolt in the City of London, and on to his arrival on the shores of New Haven. The journals show Mike trying to come to terms with his kindred nature, his powerful but impure blood, and his attempts to hide his past from other members of the court of Prince Lucius. So I put out updates every two weeks, and I love feedback and questions, so check out my channel, subscribe, and leave me a comment.